Welcome into Cornerstone Connection. I'm Brandon Shanahan, joined with the fellas, of course, Brooke Byrne and Tyler Sprinkle. Boy, we got a great week of college football coming up. And, and before we kind of get into that, um, I really thought last weekend was going to kind of stink for college football-wise as far as like having marquee matchups and good games. But it turned out, I mean, I thought it was a barn burner of a week. I'm stoked. Yeah, some games were uh, really, really good. Some games uh, lived up to be not so great. Um, but definitely a lot more games out there than we thought. Missouri winning on a 61-yard field goal. What a day. Crazy. I've never seen anything like that. I thought, oh, well, 61 yards, all right, whatever. There's no shot. Well, it's crazy because that is the kicker. Who was it? Missouri played last year that he missed an extra point to force overtime. That sounds Ooh. about right. They were saying all game how bad he was from short yardage, but from deep, he drills them for some reason. Oh, my God, dude. What a trick. But also, you guys stay up. Well, I I, I was texting with you guys. The Colorado-Colorado State game was insane, too. I've never stayed up that late for a college football game before. Yeah, it was the most viewed college football game of the weekend and for a long time, which was crazy. But, man, Jay Norvell had Colorado State ready to go. Yeah. I mean, was, I uh, had 176 yards of penalties. I don't know how prepared that sounds. Well, you got to get him juiced up. Got to get the boys going. Yeah, we're juiced up, that's for sure. I mean, as a 24-point as a favorite, Colorado should have shit all over them, and they didn't. Colorado yeah. State ran one play, and it was shallow crossing routes that worked all night. Just Every all night. single time. That kid had 18 catches for like 150 yards off of just drag routes. What are we doing? Outstanding stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. The, I, I guess I'll say the offense was very dialed in. Um, and then we also had a, a bit of a discussion that I'd like to get into about storming the fields. I think you guys are, are big-time haters, and the vibes are awful. I mean, just the two – ways that they did it like it would have been cool to see colorado storm against tcu because that was a huge game for them but storming against nebraska who you won by 20 you were favored in the game is crazy to me and then storming against colorado state who you were a 24 point favorite i get it went into double ot it was a crazy game but does not warrant a storming of the field like I mean, what next? Are we going to start storming against Sam Houston State when you beat them by 50? Yeah, I'll say I definitely give them more of a pass Saturday night against Colorado State than I do Nebraska because the, the vibes just – for me, it's all about vibes. And I think that Colorado State game was insane. And the vibes – I if I'm putting myself in the shoes of a college student, I mean – that, what it what an atmosphere! I'm not pulling out my calculator, but well, if we're favored by this many points, and we win it by this many, well, we can store double overtime against a rival. A rival, by the way, who they hate way more after the game than the game started. After that hit against Travis Hunter, um, I don't think it was that bad of a hit. But I, if I'm a Colorado fan, I sure fucking do. And so with, mean, with with all that kind of going into it, the 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. In, in in the mountains after pre gaming all day, having all this attention to it. And seeing that game unfold, I think that's way more credible than even storming the field against Nebraska the week before. 
I, I get what you're saying about it being a really great game and being double overtime against your rival, but you don't need your calculator. When you're a 24-point favorite, you shouldn't storm at all, no matter what happens. Yeah, it would be different if uh, it was like a crazy close win and uh, they weren't a fucking ranked team going in there, almost getting handed their first loss of the year. Um I don't know. It just it was a weird thing to do. I don't. I don't know. Maybe weird is the the wrong verbiage there, but it just didn't look good. I guess I don't know. But people say, "Oh, they have never been here before. They won one game last year." Okay, this isn't the same team. It's not like somebody took that one and eleven team or and turned them into a three and zero team. It's a completely different team. Um, and if if we're just basing it off of hype, like, oh, that's when we storm the team, the storm the field because of the hype around the game, then people should be storming the field all damn day. It's it's really weird to me, but I I don't think there's a coincidence with the fact that Dion hasn't said yet this week, oh, it's personal with Oregon. Because I feel like even his delusional self can probably see the train wreck that's headed for him Saturday. So, yeah, which is which is weird to me because if any coach disrespected him and, and the Colorado football program in the offseason, it's Dan Lanning in Oregon. Oh, my God. I mean, Nebraska praying on the field. They want to act like we're, you know, stomping on their logo. Dan, Dan Lanning pretty much in the offseason said Colorado isn't shit. It doesn't mean anything to this conference. Like, if, if there was one game where it was personal, I think it would be this one. Absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, Shador Sanders probably isn't going to be able to, you know, throw up the after the game, you know, flexing his watch because he's going to get beat by about 30. You know, and I'm, I hope I'm wrong for the sake of like having a good game, but I do think Colorado needs to be humbled a little bit. And this week is the week for that. Yeah. And I, I don't want to see her and harp on Colorado too much because I do think that they are obviously a way better team than they were last year. I do think that they are a very solid team. Um, there are a lot of holes in the team that need to be addressed, um, but that comes with years of rebuilding the program uh, that they kickstarted this year. I just, I don't know. I'm I'm sick of, and I'm going to sound like a loser here. I know I have a big dump on my pants about this, but I'm so sick of hearing about this damn team that hasn't beat anybody other than a subpar Nebraska team, a team that they should have blown out in Colorado State, and then a team that was ranked to begin the season, which probably shouldn't have been. Wildly overrated. But saying that they are still 3-0, I would kill for Nebraska to be 3-0 right now. Would I rush the field? Uh, no, probably not, but – here we are. I, I want to say real quick that I love the way Colorado plays. I am a big fan of Travis Hunter and Shador Sanders, and I do love what Dion is doing, but I hate the way they act and the way they talk in the media. It's it's exhausting, like, keeping up with them, and I get it. It's, you know, a way to fire the team up, and Dion feeds into that really well, but the way Shador Sanders acts like before and after the game, like he's done anything yet. 
Like, how about you win a Heisman or you win a meaningful bowl game or a national title before you start flexing your watch and, you know, acting ignorant? Like, he's playing really well to his credit, but it's it's annoying to me. I do want to note, since we are all three white fellas. That's why I said I'm a fan of the way he plays. It sounds bad coming from us because it, it could seem as though um there's any racial bias here and i promise you there's not i'm just like i said just tired of hearing about the team that hasn't really done much um in terms of defeating top tier talent is where i'm coming from and it's only three games like they're one or two bad injuries away from being a three and nine team because their defense is not that good their offense is very explosive. Like for the first three I think, games, the like yeah. the offense does deserve its flowers, and I'll absolutely hand yes. up like say that. But I mean, it's it's ignorant to you know you know just dub him the best player in the college in college football when Caleb Williams is doing what he's doing and Michael Penix. It's you know, and you don't hear as much about those guys, and those guys are. You know, I think better than him. It's it's antics. I just not a fan of the antics. Yeah, guys that have been doing it for year in and year out um, to get replaced by Shadur. Uh, granted, he's having a great season so far. Uh, what one interception so far this year, which is pretty crazy. Fantastic. Um, in college, um, but yeah, like I I understand what you're saying. Like these guys have Caleb Williams and, and Michael Penix. They've been doing it for years, and. Uh, Shadur is just now starting, but there's also the argument like Johnny Menzel won it as a freshman. You know, he didn't do it years before, but he went out and uh, stole the show. So I understand the hype around it. Um, I'm just tired of hearing about it. I and guess. Tyler said this week one, Dion said like, you know, a black coach isn't supposed to be doing this with an 85% African American locker room. It's Every locker room is now 80, 85% African-American. And there are a lot of African-American coaches. Mel Tucker, I mean, had a really good year with Michigan State out of nowhere. You know, and now it doesn't look as good for him. But <laughs> talk about a fall from grace. Yeah. But I I don't like that Dion himself plays a little bit into the race card somewhat. Yeah, so, I I, I see where it's coming from though, because there is a lot of, of, uh, you know, people don't think about how hard that can be um, coming. And I, I guess I don't even, I'm not even qualified to speak on it, but I, I, I understand where they're coming from, where Dion and, and Shadur and, and the Colorado Buffaloes are coming from with that statement. Um, I just, I, I guess I don't, I just don't see why you say that, I guess. You know, my big gripe is, uh, like Brooks said, I love how they play. I, they're absolutely electric to watch. And I, as far as like a football product, they've been every bit the, the hype, I think. Um, yes. And even at the antics, you know, I, I give them a pass. I, I think that this is exactly what they said that, that they've been, and I don't have any problem with them. being like, yeah, we told you so. We told you we were coming. Uh, but the, the thing that, that keeps me up is night is uh, this couldn't, this kind of success and excitement and overall attention couldn't be happening to a worse fan base. 
and it kills me that <laughs> like Colorado gets the, the, the fruit of all this uh, of all this excitement. Yeah, the fact that they are like sending death threats to that safety um, in his family, like that's a little extreme. Um, people are acting like he went right at his head, like he hit him right in the chest. Like, yeah, maybe he had two or three steps in between, which I'm not saying that was a clean play that should have been flagged all day, every day. Uh, but people I saw on Twitter were like, oh, get him out of the NCAA. He's a dirty player. I'm like, uh, I don't know about all that. Send him to Guantanamo Bay. And yeah. for me, maybe I think the media, the way the media hypes Colorado up is where my hate stems from. Yeah. Because at Dion's core, I love who he is as a person. Because after the Colorado State game, he could have absolutely took shots at Jay Norvell after what he said before the game. But he said, you know, I wish the best for him. You love to see other African-American coaches succeed and he took the high road and he took the high road again with the, the Colorado state safety who had the late hit. He said, this kid doesn't deserve to get death threats. What he did was wrong, you know, taking a, a late hit, but that was, you know, in a fast moving football game, he's still a good yeah. kid and came out and protected in that way. So I think Dion is a great person. I, I don't know if it's just the media that makes me, you know, get in my head about some of the antics or what, but truly a great guy at his core. Yeah. And, and I felt this way, like for Alabama, all those years that they were just number one all the time, they just never lost. Like, it's not just a Colorado thing. It's just who ESPN and all the, the sports media people are shoving down my throat. I just, I can't help. I know, but get sick of it. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And that's, what you were just talking about, the Jay Norvell and Deion Sanders thing. That's the reason why I watched the game until the end, because I wanted to see that interaction at midfield um, because of what he said about Dion and, and, and whatnot. So I was just kind of curious as how that was going to go down. Um, but it didn't end up being a, a really good game to watch. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, good for Colorado, but like Brandon said, because we are Nebraska fans, couldn't happen to a worse fan base. Like I was even thinking, like if, if he like gone to Florida, like I would be way more happy for them and way more excited about it than. Well, then Tyler would sit here and have a bitch fit. Oh my gosh, he'd be. I would, I would be, be insufferable. <laughs> um, but there is also, yeah, that fact that we didn't talk about is being Nebraska fans. We've always just hated Colorado. So maybe that plays into a, a little more than I'm thinking about, but God, do I hate Colorado? Yeah, and, and the tricky thing for me is that um, I'm such a Denver sports guy that all the the Nuggets folks that I follow, all the Broncos folks that I follow, are also all hopping on this this Buffalo's bandwagons, and I, I'm seeing the insufferability uh, on a very intimate level. Um, so uh, that, that makes this thing a little bit more. And I think that's why I'm so agitated with Colorado as a whole. But nonetheless, um, lots of great games this week. Actually, before we get into that, I don't think we've talked about the whole Mel Tucker thing. They uh, Like, he's gone. Sayonarsville. It, yeah, what a weirdo. That's all I have to say. I hope the truth comes out because you know what to say. The truth shall set you free. But, man, does it feel odd that this happened when – could this have been a setup to get I out of it? 
the a timing million dollar buyout, but yeah. yeah, I think that the timing's very, very, very interesting. And and, and from a sense of they announced that he was going to be fired, like to, to media outlets, but didn't actually fire him, so they could finish the investigation, fire him for cause. That seems sh- uh, shady to me. Um, I, I get that the want to fire him, and and if I'm looking at it for, from a Michigan State standpoint, I'd still rather bet on Mel Tucker than any other coach to come in and clean up a mess like this. Unless you can get like, I don't even know, like CK from Kansas State, or or, or um, even Jonathan Gannon from, from from Oregon State. I've seen his name kind of thrown around as, as a big target, but I, I I'd still. I, I don't know if it was like a witch hunt as much of, uh, you know, the, the, the procedures has been what's throwing me off. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's very odd. I, cause you don't want to just say the man's innocent. Cause if he really did do something wrong, you hope, you know, the lady affected into it gets, you know, I don't know. I really, whoever it would, it would suck if it, whoever was wronged didn't, you know, or took the bad end of the stick there, but it's just an odd situation. I don't know what to think right now. And I think it's also important to mention that in his position, because I've seen this sentiment thrown out a lot as like, well, that, that kind of, you know, flirtatiousness happens everywhere, happens in every workplace. And, you know, he's just trying to, to flirt and it didn't work out. So now it looks bad. I don't think that's the case at all. I think y'all, you look at him as like a, a man of, of influence and a man of power in this situation. He's, you know, a molder of men. We talked about Dion this whole time. His whole thing is you send me a boy, I'm going to turn him into a man. That's the kind of influence that, you know, you, you have as the face of your football program. So the standards way higher for him, especially when you hire the, the, this girl to speak on this kind of advocacy to your team, uh, then to kind of at, at best be kind of creepy about it behind, behind the door that it's, it, I think that's, yeah, no no room for that in, in his kind of role. I do want to throw out another situation similar to this that, do you remember Auburn's previous head coach? Was it Brian Harzen or Harbin or what's his yeah. name? Remember yeah. when it came out that Auburn was unhappy with him, they threw in his face the fact that he was had a relationship with a staff member? If this feels yeah. oddly similar to that, that Michigan State wants Mel Tucker out, so now this lady comes out of nowhere and is like, oh, he's been. I don't know if that's truly the case. I hope not because they would be dragging his name through the mud for no reason. But this does feel similar to me. I also don't know if. And I'm also curious what would have how this would have played out had the investigation not gone more public. Because it has started months and months ago, so even before the this the, the start of the season, it, it's it's curious to me how how that would have unfolded if if it would have had the same same results. Um, but as far as like his football acumen, I know last year was was a stinker, but I I don't know if if it had gotten that bad football wise, where you're looking for ways to get out of that contract quite yet. I just think they thought they had a brilliant college football mind where they were going to be winning nine, 10 games every year. And so they wanted to lock him up and I don't know. It kind of feels like they were looking for a way out of a guy that they gave 
almost a hundred million dollars to. Could be. Could be. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how it plays yeah. out. Nonetheless, um, another reason why Colorado fans are, are celebrating Midnight Mills uh, out of the out of his big contract. So, um, if you're Michigan State, who are you looking to replace him? Who knows? Honestly, maybe Dion. Maybe they pull from Colorado again. How fun would that be? That would be so funny to me because yeah, that's exactly what they did with uh, with Dion or with. Uh, with Mel Tucker in the first place. So just go back to back. Had one good year at Colorado and they pull him one good year at Michigan state. And then two clunkers. It looked like he was headed for. So. Yeah. I mean, the the first name on my radar, especially with the way that the Oregon state football programs looking at, as far as like a, a future projection goes, not being in the PAC 12 anymore. Um, that would certainly be my first call is getting Jonathan Gannon over here. Cause obviously he's very good in the portal. Um, he's, he's resurrected a program with less resources and less kind of notoriety as Michigan state and has had more success with them than the midnight Mel has had so far. So that would be the, the first one on, on my radar. Uh, Chris Kleiman, also another one that I've seen thrown around from, from Kansas state. Lance Leopold's name is getting kind of thrown out there um, as far as, you know, coaches looking to make the next step. Um, so, so those are certainly the guys on my radar here. For sure. Also, real yeah, quick. I don't before, have any opinion there. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> real quick before we go, I'm going to piss my pants. So I'm, I'm going to pop. Gumby boy. Gumby boy. Fuck you, Gumby. All right. So lots of great stuff this week. So first of all, um, just looking at the slate, what a what a murderer's row. I mean, we started off the day with, with games like Florida State and Clemson. Um, and then throughout the day, we also get um, real big names, UCLA, Utah, Colorado, Oregon. Even in, in the late slates, um, seeing Texas and Baylor, Iowa and Penn State, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Which games are, are you guys looking forward to the most? Uh, obviously, Notre Dame, Ohio State for me is a big one. For me, I hate to say it because it's coming from a place of hate. Clemson, Florida State. I want to see Florida State lose so bad. This might be your last chance to see them lose because with their I know, and that's why it's so big. That's why so, this game is so huge. <laughs> I'm going to be in your ass if they win this game. And also, I obviously we watched them on week one, put up a stinker, um, uh, ish, right? Uh, they lost. I don't think they put up a stinker. I think it was just you know. They well, they lost. Into, they ran into a buzzsaw. So I think. And now that they're unranked, um, I think this is going to be a really good game. Like a lot of people won't look at it because it's not a ranked matchup. Like there are quite a few this week, uh, but this one I think is going to be a banger of a game. Is it? Go Tigers! Let's go! Hey, hey, bro! Go, go Tigers! Yeah, Thanks, I, I think. I, I mean, this is. <laughs> 
but for the ACC, this is it. I mean, I I, I love that <laughs> Notre Dame or uh, Notre Dame Ohio State game, but both of those teams could lose this game and still achieve everything that they want oh, to yeah. achieve. Yeah, because uh, this is going to be like Clemson, a quality loss. Clemson right? can't yeah. lose and still do all that no, they want to do. Not a chance. I mean, even going to the ACC championship, that's almost off the table. With so this is going to sound so stupid because I don't know how the ACC works. What do you know? But I feel like – not a lot. I feel like <laughs> they would have to beat Florida State twice this year to be able to do anything college football playoff-wise. It feels that, that way. Right? They would have to win this one and beat them again in the ACC championship. Okay, so that that's what I was – I couldn't remember if there were, like, different sides to the ACC or whatnot, but it's Not just anymore. all one conference, right? Okay, that's what yeah. I thought. I just wasn't sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, Clemson isn't as out of the woods in as Florida State is. They still got North Carolina. Um, the rest of the ACC is pretty bad, but, yeah, I mean, if you're Clemson, yeah, there, there's no – it's hard to salvage a successful season if you can't pick up a win Saturday at home. Yeah, yeah for sure. But I need you to quit holding out on me. I need to see the picks from last week. Oh man, I need to see it because how how I do know you... Brooke had a great week. I think I went six and four or okay. five and five. There were eleven games. Oh well, uh, then six and five or uh, five and six. That's yeah. <laughs> I mean that's impressive. You, you, you got it pretty well on there. Six and five for Sprinkle, nine and two for for Bookie Brook. Um, yeah, I mean would have just had one college loss if we could find more college games to put on there. But what a what a start for for Bookie Brook. Silly me for backing the Broncos. I mean, what an idiot! What a dummy! Yeah. I can't believe it. It's almost like I was influenced by. Uh, and I was sitting here thinking, I know the NFL. What the hell do I know? <laughs> Actually, the the Chiefs one, you you swayed me to the Jags. I was so just saying, I I mean, the Chiefs won by eight, but yeah, I mean, yeah. the Jags were in that game till yeah. the end. Yes. It kind Tennessee of felt a tough like loss for us. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee I mean, getting blown out. I mean, we all had Tennessee. We all thought that that was going to go that way yeah. but I still don't think Florida makes a bowl game neither do I well I don't know because Tennessee they stole one that we all thought they would lose so they might get to six and six now for me that they, they went from four wins to five wins oh, um, okay. Arkansas doesn't look like it is as favorable of a game as I had given the hog so so they well might make it to a bowl you got to remember their star running back was out that game. That's true. That's true. And I, 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 I would still pick Arkansas, but I think the gap's closer than I, I did when I picked them to win four games. There's no shot Arkansas should have lost to the Mormons in Fayetteville. Like, that's I, I agree. They don't look as dominant as they have, um, but I still think that they're, they're a pretty solid team uh, when healthy. You know, and the thing with Arkansas, and I followed them really closely last year with our entering the transfer portal project. Uh, they are the, the the type of team to just lose a dumb game. Oh, you can almost count on it every year. Last year they, they lost it against that Texas A and M team. They had a, a a scoop and score against them on their own on the goal line 
All he has to do is reach the ball out over the goal line. It's a touchdown for Arkansas. He drops it. They scoop it, score all the way back in Jerry World. Um, but, yeah, I think that they're a good team. And I think yeah, it's just a dumb game for Arkansas to lose, which, which is pretty standard for for the Hogs here. Also, credit to Brooke. Um, Northern Illinois, they had 11 points. He picked 10. Nebraska was what was a bit off, but solid. Solid stuff all around for Bookie Brooks. I was, I was happy to be wrong about that score prediction. I'm glad we, we separated ourselves. So moving on to, to this Wait. week. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. I was – I'm all over the place right now. I apologize. Absolutely. Figure it out. But look at that. A clean slate. Exciting stuff going on here. Um, and, and, oh, and man. I mean, yeah, the first one it. is a doozy. I, that's what I was thinking. Man, that's a <laughs> tough one because I really want to take Purdue. Yeah. Wow. I think Wisconsin is – in a little bit of a, a panic mode where they're kind of like, we, we need to win this one. We need to get right. Um, we need to kind of look, we need, we need to get things right here. So I think they do. I'll take Wisconsin here on the road, but I'm, and if Purdue does win, then I mean, there's no reason why Nebraska can't compete in the big 10 West. Yeah. I am on the same boat. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take my picks before Brooke again, just so I can't, uh, <laughs> get blamed for taking his picks so i'm going with wisconsin oh all right i'm kind of talking myself into purdue now just because wisconsin's two wins are buffalo in which they didn't look great and georgia southern they didn't look great their one loss is obviously to wazoo who's now ranked but I, I think something weird is going to happen here. Friday night at Purdue. Give me the Boilermakers. Let's go. We got one I, on them, Brandon. <laughs> you, you know, I, before the season, I would have thought that. Now that I'm looking at those records below, I'm like, he might have one on us now. <laughs> nope. So that's a great start. Florida State and Clemson. Um, talked about this a, a little bit on, on Bookie Brook and the boys. Um, I'm going to hedge myself a little bit here. I'm going to take Florida State. You son of a gun. Come on, Tyler. Pick Clemson. I'll be two up on you. Go, Tigers. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> you know where. I mean, Come you don't even got to ask me. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Oklahoma on, and Cincinnati. On, A wise man once said, what's understood don't got to be explained. <laughs> um, Oklahoma and Cincinnati. Did I spell Cincinnati right? C-I-N-C. Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah, I think you did. I think there's – yeah. C-I-N-C-I-N-A-T-T-U-I. Yeah, you did. Okay. I, I, and I'm doubling down on it either way. I just didn't know if I was in the wrong. It looks like it's it's not spelled correctly, but it is what it is. Um, Oklahoma and Cincinnati. If if Cincinnati didn't look so bad last week – There's an I, extra T. There's I an extra T. So. Yeah. Okay. Let me just add that in there then. I, I figured, but um, I'm also not the uh, – uh, the best speller, so I just want to double check myself there. Cincinnati, yeah, Cincinnati titty, Cincinnati titty. <laughs> that's uh, fitting because that's what their team is. Uh, Give me Oklahoma by thirty. Yeah, I I weirdly think I know Cincinnati lost to a MAC team. I think Oklahoma, but closer than you would think. I, and that's where I'm at. I think that they kind of. 
dial it in a little bit more. I don't think Cincinnati's also a, a cakewalk of a place to play. They've had a lot of success at home the last couple of years, but I think and Oklahoma could very well overlook them, but uh, I, I don't think it's enough to to pick the upset here. Um, another 20-point spread here, Colorado and Oregon. Um, I know I was wrong the last time Colorado was 20-point dogs, but I, I, I think I'm right this time. I haven't had a good beat on Colorado all year, but I think I know a little bit about where they're at skill-wise, and I don't think it's close to Oregon. I agree, Oregon. Um, do you say that you think that Oregon's going to overlook them. I think Oklahoma could overlook Cincinnati. Oh, oh, I, my apologies. But I, was, I don't think. It, and, I was yeah, watching baseball. I, I don't Brandon Nimmo hitting home <laughs> runs. I got to watch it. I don't so, think Oregon's going to overlook Colorado at all. And now I think this is kind of going to we're going to get to see the 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 downfall of being such a prominent program is that they're going to get every team's best best stuff, whether it's. Oregon or USC or Washington State or Arizona. I mean, a win against Colorado this year is going to have way more weight to it than, than it normally would. Oregon by a million. By a million. Let's go. I feel I'm starting to feel a lot more confident now that Brooke and I are on the same page. Uh, <laughs> and that makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, UCLA and Utah. I think this one's so dependent on Cam Rising. I think. It, it seems like things are trending for him to play. And I think that they may have even like taken away the, the non-conference late for him just to make sure that he's right come Pac-12 time. So I think he's back, and I think Utah wins pretty handedly if that's the case. I just need to know if Cam Rising is going to play because if he doesn't play, it's UCLA for me. If he does play, it's Utah. I'm kind of in the know. same boat. Um, but I think people are kind of overlooking how talented UCLA is. Yes, they're kind of young, especially at the quarterback position. Um, but I'm going to go with UCLA in the upset on the road. Give me UCLA just because I don't think Cam Rising is going to play. But if he does, ugh. can I have a contingency on my pick? No. Nope. All right. Well, UCLA. <laughs> Ole Miss and Alabama, before this season, I would have taken Alabama without thinking much about it. But seeing them lose to Texas, struggle against USF, uh, Ole Miss hasn't looked great either, but I think they're a much more sound team. Um, I I think Ole Miss is the better football team, but I'm going to bet against the thought of Nick Saban losing two home games in the same season. So give give me Alabama. I'm in that same mindset. Like, I don't think that they lose two home games. Um, but they don't look good. They don't. I mean, their defense looks fine. Uh, I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Another upset. Let's go. You know, I I love what both of you are saying. Like, my eye test just tells me Alabama's not good this year. But... You know what? They do have one of the best. Give me a one. They do have one of the best college coaches of all time. I just have to bet against. Yes. Fuck Saban. Ole Miss. Let's go. I mean, that would be a real changing of the guards, I think, especially looking at the SEC West and how Alabama's run that division over the last 10 years. Of course, LSU getting one on them last year, but 
Huge. And passing the torch to Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Huge. Texas and Baylor. I think this is a real upset watch for Texas. I don't think they got out of the gates great against Wyoming last week. I think Baylor is so desperate to get things right and that they have this one circle in their calendar. In Waco, gimme Baylor with the upset. I think I think Texas's upset watches next week against Kansas. Give me Hookem for this week only. And uh, <clears throat> give me Texas by 17. I think they go out there and dominate. Baylor does not look like a good team. Um, That's what they want you to think. This is all part of the play. So the, the disappointment week was last week. Unfortunately, it's not this week. Um, from what Brooke was saying earlier, uh, give me Texas in a big win. Yeah. I think that they may have Kansas on their calendar a little bit. I don't think they're going to overlook Kansas by any means. So I think if anything, they could be looking ahead to Kansas and say, we can't lose these fucking Jayhawks. We shall see. We shall see. I mean, either way, if they lose either of those games, I'm juiced. I'm oh, juiced. yeah. Iowa and Penn State, uh, this is my $500 bet, if I remember correctly. That was so long ago, I can't even. <laughs> so you're taking uh, Iowa, right? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, especially straight up. I mean, I think Penn State, better quarterback, better coach, better weapons. Team. Uh, better team. They're in um, Happy Valley, prime time, wide out. Iowa may have a better defense. I'd argue against it, but you could sell me on it. But I don't think it's that much better than all the other things that I just listed that Penn State's better than. Uh, let's, let's go Penn State. Yep. Give me Penn State by 10 points. I don't know. Um, I'm going to do something crazy here. This picks from my boy Brett Sprinkle. Uh, give me Iowa to lose by literally 40 because fuck Iowa. <laughs> Some great stuff. Shout out Brett for. Has he always been an Iowa fan? Yeah. Why? I mean, he Is went it? to Iowa for a couple of years. Um, he lived in Iowa his whole life, except for like two years. Um, all of his closest friends are Iowa fans. All right. Disappointing. I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just disappointed. It is a great town, though. Like College no, Town, it's, it's a great Shut I, Ames is now. way better. Okay. I mean, as far as, you know, actually College Town, if you're trying to find like a, a we want to be like Chicago City, then yeah, Iowa City is, is as good as it gets. But what's wrong with Chicago? As, Chicago's awesome. But if I want to go to Chicago, I'll go to Chicago. Gotcha. <laughs> that makes sense. Freaking Iowa City. It seems like Iowa was built for all the um, Illinois students and all the Chicago high school students who couldn't get into any of the Illinois schools, couldn't get into Northwestern or Illinois. They they built um, Chicago lights in in Eastern Iowa and they settled for it. Also, I. Also, Iowa corn stinks. They make more corn, but it's also for (laughs) I was going to say that they don't they don't make corn for shit. Yeah, I mean they they they, all their Corn goes to livestock, and I don't think that I've ever heard a cow talk about how much they love the corn that they get. So, uh, if you're talking about people corn, it, it's not a it's not a debate. That is fair. That's a fair point. Kansas State, a sneaky farm school. I, the more I learn about them, the, the more that um, I, I learn about their their agricultural ties. Uh, they 
play Central Florida. Um, not a great draw for Central Florida as far as getting your first Big 12 game in. Um, going to Manhattan. Um, quarterback questions for both teams. But I think Kansas State, especially after losing last week, they get dialed in and realize, hey, if I think internally, I don't think this, but I think internally they think this is as as good of a team as, as we've had. And if we're going to ever make a playoff push, it's this year. So I think that they're really dialed in. And I think no matter who the quarterback is, they take care of business here. I agree. Kansas State by seven. Um, EMA for me as well. Uh, I don't know what to think with the quarterback questions. So give me the home team. And the big one, Nebraska and Louisiana Tech. Um, We've seen this head coach before, haven't we? Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, home game. Don't know who QB1 is going to be. It sounds like they'll split reps pretty evenly, I'd imagine. Uh, we talked about this this game a lot in the first episode this week as far as Nebraska looking good last week and Louisiana Tech's a lesser team than the Northern Illinois. So I Give me Nebraska. This one seems pretty easy. Yep. Go Skurs. Sorry, Brooke. Did, did, did you want to? Skurs by Illinois. All right, let's go. 38-3. 38-3. I think that's a great pick. I'll just – we'll just go with that. I was thinking 35-10. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go 38-7. We'll, we'll cut it in the middle. We get one touchdown. Go. So I think that we're pretty dialed in here. Um, I think that there's enough parity where it makes it interesting as far as different picks. But, I mean, we're really starting to get into the to the thick of college football season. I'm juiced. Yes, sir. Yeah, very, um, very exciting week. Um, very excited to watch some very quality ball be played. And I have a lot of winners on the board here. Well, your first two are wrong, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, for two. I mean, he might be 0-1. Oh, I, I hope he's not 0-1 going into yeah. Saturday. <laughs> I start shitting on all of his picks. Well, it looks awfully similar to my sheet, so maybe not maybe not too bad there. But, well, perfect, fellas. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? That's it. Perfect. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go big red. <laughs>